0: Living Stones is a weekly conversation about living a truly
1: Catholic life. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers and Ken Hellenius help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church, discussing practical ways to grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Hello, and welcome to Living Stones. I am your co-host, Ken Hellenius, sitting in the beautiful studios at the University of Notre Dame and sitting across from me in the flesh. Is my best friend, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. He's star of stage and screen and microphone. You know him from EWTN. You know him from Modern Day Radio. You know him from Living Stones. You basically you look everywhere. It's the omnipresent Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Hello,
0: Deacon. Hey, Ken. How are you? I am. This is great. I'm delighted. Oh, we're together. You know, here on campus, and yeah, this is great.
1: You know, we've been doing this show now. We started in May of 2015, and Half an hour every week with you has been the blessing of my life. <laughs> oh, Honest and truths. Uh, <laughs> other than my marriage, it's the thing that's lasted longest that I've done consistently. <laughs> so it's my 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 friendship, marriage <laughs> yeah, with Deacon Harold. Right. right? So uh, this past uh, winter, I became a uh, godparent to little baby Franny, who is the uh, um, who's the the daughter of two um, folks that were here at Notre Dame and now live elsewhere. They came back, got their Child baptized in the in the log chapel here on campus, oh, nice. and uh, my coworker and I are her godparents. So my coworker and I now refer to one another as being god married, because we're <laughs> godparents. So you're my god radio co-host, my god friend in radio, and this has just been a blessing. Uh, so. Thank you, Ken. Deacon, uh, tonight is a very special show. Because uh, after beginning together uh, in May of 2015, we've recorded almost 400 shows together. Yes. Um, And, uh, but this is going to be the final show that we're recording together of Living Stones. I mean, barring, of course, the the reunion tour that will happen in a number of years. uh, We'll be just like The Who. We will continue doing uh, reunion tours until uh, we can't walk anymore. But uh, but no, so... uh, You know, we thought we'd have this fantastic time to kind of look back and see what Living Stones has, you know, what we've done over the last eight plus, almost nine years together and uh, and then see what the next steps are. So I'm really excited to kind of chat about these sorts of memory lane, but uh, but in a very happy way.
0: Yes, it's been uh, it's been a real blessing, you know, uh, being able to do this show with you, you know, uh, that that's been the highlight for me, for sure. And uh, you know, being able to talk about the faith, to break open documents, to break open the faith and share it in a very meaningful way in people's lives is a is a gift. And I and I think uh that over the last uh almost nine years that we've done I think we've used that gift very well in yeah. the Lord's Vineyard.
1: Well, I kinda wanna go back to the beginning, you know, like like how did we even get started? Because you had been doing radio. Mm-hmm. You, you, you had a show before Living Stones. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how we even got together to do this. I mean, we were working together at University mm-hmm. of Portland, but, uh, but then this came about. How did it even happen?
0: Yeah, so for, for me, my radio journey began with a little 30-minute pre-tape show on Modern Day E Radio in Portland, Oregon. It was called Faith and Life. Just a little 30-minute pre-tape show on connecting aspects of their faith to their everyday lived experience. And then when I started doing uh, EWTN television, I was approached by Radio Maria to do a weekly show for them. And that show was called From the Rooftops. And uh, when that show ended, modern-day radio approached me about doing another show. And uh, so I said, okay. And, and, and what was happening was my first few series of EW10 I did by myself. But then I start. I did a show with uh, Damon Owens and Gloria Purvis. Then I did a series of shows with Father Brian Mullady. And I said, it's fun doing these with other people. So I said, for this radio show, I said, I, why not I do this with someone else? And you were the first and only person <laughs> that jumped into my mind that I wanted to do this show with. Because I had you on yep uh on my other show
1: you yeah. were a guest yeah i'd been on the from the rooftops i think twice yeah yeah, yeah. talking yeah. about the
0: fathers of the church and things like that and yeah and so i thought you know wow why not have ken you know because at the time you were living right so you're right here we were uh at, at, we were working together and i've known you from our work our professional work relationship at the university of portland and uh and our wonderful discussions we've had over the years i said oh, this is the i think this would be a a, a wonderful match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's funny because I, as a kid, I fell in love with radio well before I heard the Queen song Radio Gaga, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but radio was always something that I wanted to do. It seemed joyful, you know, as a chance to uh, to have fun with friends because I would think about, you know, the morning show in Seattle on the radio station that I listened to. And I was like, wow, someday I'd love to do that. And so when you called and you, you said, I've been invited to do this show which didn't have a name or anything yet, uh, by by Modern Day Radio, which at the time was still KBVM. They uh, it was mm-hmm. they were getting ready to change over to, to the name Modern Day Radio. And uh, new leadership was there at the station and things like that. And, and uh, when you called, I was like, oh my gosh, this would be an absolute joy. And I was terrified at the same time, right? <laughs> I was terrified because I was like, well, you're a professional. You've been doing this. I'm coming in, sure I have the desire, but when I'm sitting behind the microphone, what's it going to be like, you know? What, and gosh, now I I do it professionally, you know, both here on this show as well as I host podcasts and things like that, you know. So I, I feel very comfortable now, but I owe that uh, thanks to your invitation and thanks to the invitation of the the management and leadership team at uh, at Modern Day Radio too.
0: Yeah, that's right, that's right, and and uh, so we we came up with the name of the show yeah uh, living stones we we're trying to find a name for it i think you came up to it i think you, you it was first peter chapter two verse four you know where it talks about um, being built up built up with living stones and, and the foundation of the house of god and yeah and uh i think it was you that actually came up with the <laughs> it's with, lost with, in the midst of time yeah, me, with, so I, yeah. yeah i think so yeah with that with yeah. i and i and i looked up the verse i'm like yeah, I, yeah. L- I like this you know
1: and the original yeah. intro of the show that uh, you know that was recorded for us yes they actually read that verse that's right you know and that's so that was right. the the intro and so it was a reminder every time we went in this is what we're here to do mm-hmm. you know yeah and then our initial charge was that was uh So Archbishop uh, Alexander Sample had uh, been Archbishop of Portland for just one year at the point when they were kind of rebranding modern day radio. Uh, And then so our idea as we were doing that initial planning before recording the first shows was to um, was to help uh, kind of. Uh, highlight the pastoral plan of the Archbishop because he had just issued a letter on the one year anniversary of his installation as Archbishop, kind of outlining his pastoral plan for the archdiocese. He'd spent that first year 2014 to 2015 observing, kind of visiting, learning about his new his new flock, learning about the the church in Western Oregon. And so we used his letter as an inspiration for kind of what we were going to talk about each week. Because believe it or not, it can be very difficult to just pull stuff out of thin air week after week, unless you have a plan, unless you have kind of a vision. And I think over the years we've kind of discovered that, like, well, yeah. what are we going to do next? And you of know?
0: course we didn't know the show was going to be syndicated back then. No, no. That other no. stations across the country would pick up right. the show and air it. So we were just we had a local focus right uh, at the time focusing on uh our Archbishop sample and and really helping people to understand what he was trying to do and to really in our little way help uh to move his his plan forward yeah
1: you know and think about it so our Show has so far tracked also the pastoral work of Archbishop Sample in Western Oregon, and what a what a fantastic pastor he's been, you know, and yes. just a, a man of God and, and a man devoted to the liturgy, devoted to you know Catholic education, uh, and devoted you know devoting to to helping Catholics, you know, be happy and joyful to be Catholic. Yes, you know.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And uh, and there should be a joy there, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, not just being happy, but being joy-filled, yeah. joyful and joy-filled in our Catholic faith.
1: And I think that's something that has been a constant theme of our show, too, is, mm-hmm. you know, we're both happy to be Catholic, you know. Yes. And. Uh, I think that overflows, you know, I mean, you can hear people on the radio when they're smiling, you know, and when you're happy and not angry, it's, it's joy and love that are, that are attractive. Anger, sure, it may drive actions, but it doesn't attract. It doesn't, you don't see somebody angry and see, that's what I want in my life. Nobody ever does that. You know, they see somebody smiling. They see somebody happy. You see, you see just joy. And you're like, I want to know what that secret is. And this is actually what St. Peter also says, right? Always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within you, yes. you know? And I think that that's kind of been one of the guiding lights of, of our discussions each week.
0: Yeah. And I think that joy has definitely come through in our conversations, um, in the topics that we talked about in the the documents that we talked about and the guests that we've had, I think that was a, a constant thing. We know because we joke and we laugh and, <laughs> you know, and that that's that's the way it should be. You know, It should feel just very human and very natural to talk about these things of our faith, you know, just very comfortable, Yeah. you know, in our own skin, if you will. And and I think that's, um, that's I think our approach, I love that because for a lot of people, the faith can be daunting. Sure. You know, it's just like oh, it's these teachings and these dogmas and these, you know, kind of these things that, that get lord it over you or hover over you. I'm like, no, it's a relationship of love and intimacy and communion. And I think that really is the heart of what propelled our show forward. Yeah, Really always staying focused, not going down a rabbit hole where you get in political intrigue about what's going on in church and all the problems. Forget that. We're Because we did talk about a more as a teacher. We did talk about some, <laughs> right? you know, some things, but always staying focused on intimate, Personal, loving, and life-giving communion with Jesus Christ, and the love—the the love of God—being the foundation for all of that. I think is something that really served as the, as the heart and the center of our show.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, as they say, right? <laughs> you know, you mentioned guests, and I think uh, kind of looking back over the years, some uh, kind of highlights. Of course, we've had we've had dozens of guests, and so we can't name everybody. But when I think about kind of some highlights, you brought a friend of yours. Uh, Dr. Scott Hahn. Yes. uh, That we got to chat with uh, for two shows about a book of his. I was in a little bit of awe, not going to lie, because I love reading Dr. Scott Hahn. I think he has some tremendous insights. He has some really fun, silly dad joke puns that are like chapter (laughs) titles and subheads and things like that. But he has opened so many people to an appreciation of Holy scripture of sacred scripture. And he's done the same for me. And so to be able to spend an hour with him, you know, a beloved professor, a uh, a scholar, and to have an hour of his time, that we got to spend with him for me was was fantastic. And I got to tell him off air about one of his books that I have loved and I've given away as a gift multiple times, the book A Father Who Keeps His Promises, mm-hmm. which is all about covenant in scripture. And, mm-hmm. and it's just a fantastic book. I've used it in RCIA. Uh, it's it's just wonderful. So that was for me an absolute highlight was was uh, having Dr. Scott Hahn. Who are some other guests that that appealed to and, and delighted you?
0: Yeah, so uh, Father Donald Calloway, you know he a a very good friend. you know um with Dr. Hahn, it, it was uh when I started being asked to speak at Steubenville, um he actually came to one of my talks. Oh, wow, and uh, he called me the next morning um in the hotel. And because I didn't see he, because what happened was I toured the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology because I buy a lot of books from those guys because I'm I'm like a geek. Sure. <laughs> and during that tour, that's when I met Scott. I met Scott on. I was like, oh wow, this is great. So there was a doctoral student symposium that was going on, and and he said, would you like to come? I'm like, yeah, you know. So <laughs> so and then I and he goes, why are you here? I told him I was giving a talk. So I didn't see him, but he was there. I just did. I didn't see him. Yeah. He called me the next day and he said, you know, I, what you said was really important. I'd like you to consider being on the advisory board for the St. Paul Center. I'm like, what? And, and so I've done some other projects with him. In fact, on, on the last week talked about the book, he wants to do a conference at Steubenville on race. Oh, wow. After looking at the book. Yeah. Um, not a Steubenville conference, you know, but a conference about race. Just at, being held at sumo. Yeah. so that's something that that we're working on right now. But that may be yeah. for later. You'll be fine about that. But Father Calloway and I, we call or text each other every week. I mean, we're really good friends. I mean, he's a guy that if I get pounded, like people said, you're you know you said this and you're stupid and you're too Catholic or whatever. You know, you get criti- like heavily cri- unfairly criticized. Sure. Um, you know it. It you know like okay yeah you got to have thick skin right. Um, but but it does hurt. I'm not gonna lie. I mean it, it hurts. And he's one of the guys I, hey father man, you know just gotta complain to and stuff. Like that. And yeah, the same thing yeah. he, you know he, he contacts me and it. so it was great to have him on to talk about his amazing book about a consecration to well it's consecrates to Jesus through Saint Joseph. But we right. as Catholics, when we say consecrates to Saint Joseph. Right. We know what we mean by that. But sometimes people hearing that, why are you consecrating yourself to Jesus? Right. It's always to Jesus, but through Mary or through Saint Joseph or through the intercession of another state exactly, uh, yeah, but father Kai was was a lot of fun to have on the show,
1: yeah, yeah, he was uh, I loved reading his book again, it, these are the things right we've had the opportunity to interact with people, but not just at that superficial level, so many times book tours you you'll yeah. see on talk shows or whatever book tours, you know, and they're having somebody you know the the host is having somebody ask kind of some pre-questions, and they're just reading a card. They've never read the book. We have the opportunity to not only read, but to read in depth and then to interact with the, yeah. the guest yeah. um, in a way that shows that we're genuinely interested in this. It's not just a, you're here to, to move volumes, you know, to sell books, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's been a, an absolute joy. A friend of mine here on campus, uh, father, John Paul Kimes, we had as a guest for two different shows. He's a Maronite priest. So he talked about what it means to be uh, the other churches within the Catholic church, right. That are, that are, we think of them as rights, but they're actually churches that recognize the pope so he talked about that but then also he's a canon lawyer and so he talked about his work uh, in canon law and and uh why we even need law in the church yeah so, so yeah. there have been some joyful things yeah, we like got that. father
0: brian malady on too right was, I, I think we have five television series together on ewtn and he's also an author as well he's yeah b- writes a number of scholar kind of scholarly books he was a professor for a long time yeah a uh, first in rome and then at the uh, Holy Apostles, oh, Apostles in uh, Cromwell, yeah. In
1: and he's a Western Province Dominican, so he yeah. was a Dominican brother of mine back before before you and I met. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it, there have been some fantastic guests. Uh, and, uh, again, so many dozens of guests. Uh, and the neat thing is, and I want to reassure people, the archives of the show are going to remain available. So you can listen to them on demand and you can go back and find some of these great guests at, at But you know, one of the things, so again, we've had great guests, but also you made reference to, we have also taken deep dives. We've uh, read uh, documents, encyclicals, letters um, that have really helped, me understand the faith deeper uh and and i think and we've heard certainly from many listeners who are like wow i, I never would have thought to read this encyclical or this this letter or this document of the second vatican council except that you and i together on the air read through every paragraph of them and talked about how does this apply in our life so in many ways i've described living stones as a book club of the air yeah you know um <laughs> That's right in in which uh, we've read we've read some really fantastic documents together.
0: Yeah, the you know the the, the popes and the church have put out some and, and, and some great documents. I don't know how many people actually read them, so I'm okay. actually glad that we've actually went through to it's really introduce people to the mind and heart of you know people like John Paul II or Pope Benedict. Mm-hmm. You know, even so a uh, uh you know, uh, by Pope Francis and. So because some people get upset or they don't know what these documents say. So the to have us actually go through so people, you know, paragraph by paragraph could understand what these documents are about. And, and again, how they're applied to their lived experience. Right. You know, um, and we've done we do some beautiful documents.
1: Yeah. You know, think about. Uh, so Amoris Letizia The Joy of Love, which is. Some, some might say the most notorious, mm. <laughs> an odd term, but but certainly the most famous document written by uh, Pope Francis uh, on uh, married love and on, on love, uh, kind of family life. And we read that over 54 episodes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a very long uh, encyclical. Uh, but one of the things that I'm grateful for is uh, Archbishop Sample's leadership. You know, because there were some... Paragraphs and footnotes that were very, um, that were discussed rather heavily in the media mm-hmm. uh, because of the way that they could be read and understood, and we had the pastoral leadership of Archbishop Alexander Sample to help guide the interpretation. To say this is an authentic interpretation for Western Oregon, but this is the way to read these paragraphs and and footnotes that are difficult, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't us giving our opinions, which could easily be you know uh, I'm I'm dumb and so you know so it wasn't us sticking our necks out as it were we were we had the pastoral leadership of uh, of the pastor of Western Oregon and I was very grateful for that I think as we started reading it that letter wasn't out yet you know from our example and so uh, so I'm very grateful to this day for that and mm. but I'm glad to have read that that encyclical as well you know.
0: Yeah, we've done a number of documents also by Saint John Paul too. Yeah, you know, uh, we've done Evangelium Vitae. Yeah, On uh, the, the Gospel, gospel of, of, life. of Life. We, yeah. we did, uh, uh, did Mulieris Dignitate, Dignity of Women.
1: Yeah, which yeah. you made reference to last week. You know, yeah, to read about the dignity and vocation of women. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that actually, it's funny. It's been now years and long enough that I've read it that I kind of want to go back and read it again. Yeah, because <laughs> because now i I'm in a different spot than I was five years ago when we yeah. read that together. You know, yeah. we also read uh, Reconciliation and Penitence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, reconciliatio at Penitentia on on the Sacrament of Reconciliation, but also very much on God's mercy. Yeah, we, did, we, we read Divis Divisimus of yeah, yeah, Rich in Mercy. mercy. Yeah. Uh, uh, we read Redemper Hominis, which was the yep. first one that he wrote, which kind of set John Paul II's pastoral plan, which even in 1979, when he released that, gave a preview of his entire pontificate all the way through the great jubilee. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we've read we read uh, Pope Benedict, of course, uh we did space Salvi, you know saved in hope, and we did God is love, uh mm-hmm. just some fantastic things, one of the interesting well, we also went back Human Vitae. yes, We read the great encyclical of saint john uh, saint Paul the sixth on on uh human life mm-hmm. that 1968 that was you know a great watershed year in in the church in the world that was the assassination of of dr martin luther king you know uh but humani vitae was was a an incredible inflection point in the catholic church too uh you know discussion of conscience and people choosing conscience over over truth in many ways you know uh unfortunately malformed conscience so often
0: yeah you know that's true uh
1: but then also we read The Letter to Artists by Pope John Paul II. And neither you or I are, are artists. I mean, you're a musician. Yeah. You, you 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 bang the old skins there every now and then. And, uh, I am an artist in no way. I play a mean CD and that's about <laughs> it. And even these days we don't even have CDs yeah, right. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I think really the highlight of reading The Letter to Artists for me was the fact that we then brought in an artist and musician, our friend Daniel Oberreiter mm. uh, of the band The Thirsting, to talk about what it means to have guidance on, you know, guidance and encouragement from the church mm-hmm. in the creative life, creative arts. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. a
0: highlight. I, I really like that uh, discussion uh, on that document. You know, uh, you know, uh, the 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 role of art because there's been some. You know uh, some controversial art pieces re- regarding uh, faith, like you know things about the Blessed Virgin Mary and, and other things, right. and and so we re- to really see the role of art as an expression of faith and as an expression of God's creative activity in the world. You know how people use their gifts and talents in art in order to honor God. Mm-hmm. You know and and uh, and and how so how we can appreciate. Those gifts uh, in our life is a wonderful uh, again wonderful way to look at um, art and life. That the beautiful connection there.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of reminded of what uh, Tolkien wrote. His his whole idea that even you know authors and and artists are not actually creators because. It's all sub-creation, as he Mm -hmm. called it, because we're working with things that already exist. God is the sole creator Mm -hmm. who made everything from nothing, Mm -hmm. you know. And our role as a co-creator with God in that sense, which is also what parents do, right? So often, parents are co-creators of their children. You know, God provides the spark of life, Mm -hmm. you know, through the act of actual love between mother and father, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
1: Well, Deacon, I got to ask, what's next? Because... Part of the reason why we're wrapping this up is that we both kind of have exciting ventures on the horizon.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, every year seems to be getting busier and busier. I have uh, two publishers now that, uh, <laughs> that are asking me for, for additional books. I've got a new radio show starting on EWTN fantastic Uh, called beacon of truth with deacon harold burke sivers beacon
1: with the deacon (laughs) yeah
0: that's that's starting uh february 5th fantastic Uh, that'll be carried
1: on the ewtn radio network yes
0: it'll be a monday to friday show okay um and uh so very excited about that uh i also have uh, a couple other projects um uh, with regard to pilgrimages and things like that. So I've I just got a lot of lot of interesting things on that. And what about yourself, yeah. Ken? I mean, you're here at the D. D- Nicholas Center. Yeah,
1: and- so, uh, I mean, yeah, still here uh, at Notre Dame and very happy. Uh, I've You know, I've been writing a newspaper column, a monthly newspaper column for uh, the diocesan newspaper that uh, grew out of a, of a presentation I did at the Catholic Media Conference out in Portland a couple summers ago. Uh, I write every month about uh, the um, role of, Uh, joy and humor in the life of faith so uh you know and it's not all it's not all jokes but it's it's very much about about joy um and so that's been a lot of fun because I have never thought of myself as a writer at all. Mm. Uh, and then um, when I was given a check for my first column, I realized, well, once you've been paid to write, I think that makes you a writer. That's right. right. Uh, and so that's been a, a just a surprising discovery of, my, of a skill that I didn't know I had uh, over the last year. So that's that's continuing. Uh, and then uh, I have, a, I have a, a book idea or two that I've been noodling for a while and I've started kind of talking about them a little more publicly with friends in the publishing industry and i've been encouraged uh right. by that so i think uh, i think in the next year or so there maybe you'll be able to have a book on your shelf by me next to all of the books that you already have by deacon harold <laughs> uh, i think that, that would be very exciting so oh, we'll, we'll see if that great. comes to fruition but yeah uh, absolutely yeah it's it's fun and and we'll We'll continue. I know I'm hoping that I'll get to... I know I'll be listening to you on uh, on Beacon of Truth. I'll definitely have so you
0: on there for sure. If, if you find yeah. a little
1: gap in the schedule, yeah. <laughs> call me, you know. So. But Deacon, this has been an absolute joy. Eight, eight plus years of... of Deep friendship that have only gotten deeper, mm-hmm. and uh, and will continue to do so. And to all of our fans and and friends uh, on the radio, again, as I mentioned, the archives of the show are going to be preserved there at materdayradio.com, uh, under Living Stones. And uh, so you'll always be able to fill your ears with the dulcet tones of Deacon Harold and, <laughs> and a little bit of Me Too. <laughs> Well, Deacon, for the last time as uh, here on the air together as Living Stones, might we uh, might we have a blessing? Sure.
0: May Almighty God bless you and keep you. And we want to thank the Lord for these uh, nine years together and for all those who have listened to us and to support us. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: We'll see you at some future point. Thanks for listening to Living Stones. You've been listening to
0: Living Stones with Ken Hellenius and Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Living Stones is produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio in Portland, Oregon. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I-Radio.com.